good Sunday morning. Welcome to another edition of the Sunday Rise. It's me, it's me, it's the big guy KG, fresh off the mothership from last night. As you can see, no sleep, a lot of cigars, a lot of drinking, a lot of ride. Mothership ain't got no gas right now. Sitting in with the boss BJ. Good morning. And the incomparable Midnight Rider. Uh, What's up? First and foremost, like we do every show, how y'all feeling tonight? I'm good. Ready to get it's started. Morning. It's morning. I'm sorry. It's morning. Yeah, it's morning. My bad. I was in the settings trying to get something together, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm here. What the hell is that? Well, let's start this off with the hot topic. Uh, NBA Finals should be wrapping up tonight, and I'll look like a genius. Uh, Denver is up 3-1. Um, I'm sorry, it should be ending tomorrow. Damn, they don't have an NBA Finals game on a Sunday. That's rare. Um, in Denver, game five, the, the uh, Heat lost game four, which is Friday, 108-95. Uh, the Nuggets, 27 from Aaron Gordon, 11 from Porter. Jokic had 23 and 12. Murray had 15 and 12. Brown gave you 21 for the Heat. Butler gave you 25. Kevin Love gave you 20, uh, gave you 12. Bam gave you 20 and 11. 13 from Lowry, 11 from Martin, and 12 from Robinson. Uh, gentlemen, I'll start with you, BJ. What do you think about this series as a whole? You know, is this has this series lived up to the hype and did you think it was going to be a better series and maybe a longer series? That's the question I had. No, I, I didn't. Um, we talked about it before the series start, and I said that Miami's missing that number two guy, and it's showing that Denver's just too deep. They, they, they've been through the trials and tribulations of losing and, and kind of building a squad and figuring out who's who, and they know who their number one guy is. They know who the number two guy is. They know who number three is. They, they got the guys to buy in and play the roles. And I'm not saying Miami doesn't, but Miami needs another score. And that's why I said a couple podcasts ago, build a Miami would be perfect if that could happen or, you know, if they could get Brown or somebody like that. They have to get a number two dog, a, a legit number two dog. They just don't have the firepower with Denver. So the only thing that's going to surprise me, I expect Miami to fight and try to get that next game. That's what they do. Miami's a scrappy team. You know, when their back's against the walls, when they play the best, and I thought um, the last series, the Boston series, they lost that when their back wasn't against the wall, and it was up 3-0. They're like, oh, man, that's, they want vacation for a little bit. They have to play with a chip and an edge. And, and I said it before, when you, when you have to play like that all the time, it's exhausting. Denver doesn't have to play like that. This is Denver – 85, 90%. They don't have to give 100% because they have multiple guys on the team that any night can do it. Jokic, Jokic is going to do it. You know, um, Murray, you know, then you got Porter Jr. You know, you got KCP. You got all these guys that can do something. Um, I'm sorry. Can do something. <laughs> I had a little distraction here. But, um, yeah, it's not a surprise. I think it would be a surprise if it doesn't, go to six but other than that it's 
I feel bad for Jimmy Butler because this will be his second finals loss. Um, and we know how tough it is to get there. But Miami, if you're a Miami Heat fan, I feel good because this isn't one of those teams that's going to sit back and be like, we tried. They're going to come back next year. They're going to go into this all season. They're like, we need another piece from somewhere. And we're going to find it and we're going to get it. And somebody got to go because you have to – this is where your GM comes in. You have to make that decision. The guys you got now ain't good enough to win the championship. You have to find – without breaking the chemistry up too much, you have to interchange some pieces to get somebody in there that can help you score. You need scoring. They don't need defense. They need somebody that can score. They can't score with Denver. Sorry about that. Uh, Try not to be a mute monster. But um, totally agree. I mean, you can't say it any better. I think Miami's going to be a team that's going to fight, that's going to get um, everything they can from the moment. Uh, the problem that I've had this the whole time they've been in Miami is Gabe Vincent, baby fish, just hasn't been able to stay on the court. He's been in foul trouble. Um, you saw a masterful game by Aaron Gordon the other night. I think he dropped 27. And um, we weren't expecting or we haven't seen Aaron Gordon drop 27 or 20-plus. Um, in too many situations. And that was the beauty of that game that night was Aaron Gordon carried them the whole way because then you only had like 20-something from Jokic and you had like 12 from Murray. So that's the advantage that BJ's talking about that that Denver has over Miami. Miami doesn't have a guy that's going to just come out and give you uh, 20-something just because. It's got to be a very forced 20 and that's what they got from Vincent earlier in the um, Boston series, but they just haven't gotten it from Vincent here. They haven't gotten it from um, Caleb Martin, the 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 guy that was supposed to be the MVP of the um, Eastern Conference Finals. He's he's disappeared. Um, you got to figure out where he went because um, he's definitely not doing anything else. Um, so it's amazing watching this series and watching them play it out and watching this guy just not post at all. And then if Duncan Robinson's only getting here, um, they don't have, like BJ said, the second, the second or third guy. He thought it was going to be bam the way he started in game one with his 26, but he hasn't come back to earth. So Miami's in a dog fight and this is how they like it. Um, I would love to see them make it to six. So I'm right and KG's wrong, but we'll see. There is no righting my wrong because I'm telling you what's going to happen. Uh, here's the question. Tyler Hero was supposed to come back game two. What happened? Tyler Tyler Hero could have came back in the first round. They're not winning this 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 finals. It's just you know, he's you know, not the he's not the second guy. Even he even even if he comes back, he's one of those Miami players we talk about where they have to give 150% for them to be relevant. They have, it has to be the game of their lives. You can't have a game of your life every other game. This is like, you know, Caleb Martin last series went off. You get here, and now the dynamics are different. And I and l- let me say this, Lord, no, I, just, I love this for Aaron Gordon because 
I think his expectations shot up after he was in the dunk contest. And I don't think they were realistic for his game. And now he's somewhere where – and it's, it's okay to not be the guy, but have the backup in case, you know, hey, I'm off tonight. So, you know, you got Jokic, you got Murray, you got Porter, you got all these other guys. So it takes a lot of pressure off you to perform. Everybody can't do that. You got to appreciate um, guys that can find a role. I just hope he doesn't bolt and leave and go somewhere else, and then he's back in the same situation where a team is expecting him to do this every night. He's not going to do it every night. Um, as far as Bam, I think the issue for another issue for Miami, which is kind of draining their energy, is having to worry about Jokic. It's draining. It's draining. You're, you're, you're giving everything on one side of the floor and then you don't have it on the other end, you know, and it, this makes you appreciate these two-way players, you know, in our history, you just, you know, name them that could give you on the defensive side and still produce on the offensive side. But it's, um, it is what it is at this point. This is just Denver waiting you know, to to celebrate, and this is the the kids overseas waiting to get their Miami Heat championships. Here, <laughs> that's all it is. They're not coming back. It's this 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 is over. Well, Edwin says Miami needs size. Bam is a power forward or a big small forward. He also says uh, Tyler Hero's offense and no defense. But you know, Tyler Hero's supposed to be that gangster, that dog. You know, you know that's what he was. And I'm Miami like, where is that Miami? Long as his TV is in the crowd and not real people, you can get that. If that's the case, you need to get you a gym run then. If you if you play wow. better when there's nobody in the stands, you need to get a gym run then. Go get a go get a gym run. Go to uh, oh, buy running shoot. Open it up for twenty four hours and run in there for for eighty two games. I got the, the I got the solution. You blindfold him. You send him to Mister Miyagi, and. He worked with him. He has to play blindfolded from now on. And and it with earplugs. That's how he has to play. He can probably, you know, it'll probably take a couple years, but you might you might get something out of him now. But here's my thing, and I'm not dogging Miami, but I said this at the beginning of the series. And the first thing I said was, are we gonna get is Miami gonna have the same energy they had for the nuggets when they were waiting for them outside the tunnel you know i, I think they had the same energy they just don't have the effort and the talent ability like i got in an argument um earlier this week with somebody because everybody was acting like kyle Lowry is like this playoff stud and like his numbers he he's had his moments but his numbers don't match up um and all people kept saying is, oh, it's playoff Lowry. No, playoff Lowry's a dude that don't show up sometimes. And I literally did – I got it in my in my, in my my email where I'm looking at all the series because I had to break it down because the way they argued with me, I thought I was maybe wrong. But I know I wasn't wrong. So I had to look it up and look at his stats. And if you look at certain series, he, he does show up sometimes, but he has enough um, – they raise his head and hand and say I'm present as well as days where he's not dead and he's absent. So it's, it's just amazing to me, but it's always funny how narratives get written. Um, and we'll talk about narratives 
little bit later on because fans see certain things and that's what's sticking their head. For me, what's stuck in my head is Lowry doesn't show. Somebody else, oh, Lowry's a dog in the playoffs. So it's interesting how we we, we play these narratives out. I've never heard nobody say Lowry is a dog in the playoffs. No, I've heard it. I've heard, I've heard it, it. And, and I'm, I'm, I'm just had the argument. And, and I'm glad Midnight Rider said it because when they traded for him, you start hearing it. I'm just like, uh, this, this. I'm not trying to be funny, and, and I'm not dogging Kyle Lowry, but this, he's a role player. He's he's not. That's not your second guy. That can be your third guy on some nights. If like like Midnight Rider said, if he come and raise his hand, he's there. But otherwise, this is a guy. You know, bring the ball up the court and give it to somebody else that can do it. That's that's Kyle Lowry, and I. This is this is compared to the hoodie mellow. Like, you do all this, you're all this talking, all this barking, and there's nothing on the court. Like, oh, well, don't forget to put playoff P in that. Playoff P. But you know what it is? It's the moments. So he had a moment in that finals run with Toronto, and that's how he got on. And I and if you were on my timeline on Facebook during that, I was like, DeMar DeRozan is somewhere kicking himself and piss and trying to he probably got a hit out on him because all of a sudden you showing up in Toronto now in this playoff series with Kawhi, but you never showed up for me when it was just me and you. And and that's what I used to always I always posted that. Um and again, maybe it's a fan perspective, but it's what I saw. And, and and the thing is, you DeMar DeRozan can't be mad at Kyle Lowry. Either you're that guy, either 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 you're that guy that brings it out of these players. I, I say it all the time. The example was a couple of years ago when Russell came here. There was no nonsense for for a short time in Washington. There was no nonsense on the court. Now I'm not gonna say about upstairs and the GM stuff, but on the court, if you weren't playing as hard as zero. There was a problem on the court, and that was the first time you had seen that in this city in a while. Accountability on the court. It took Brad's numbers up. It took everybody's numbers up. That team played with with, with the same heart. Right? You can say whatever you want about Russ, but he leave it all on the court. And if you're not that person, if you're Kevin Durant, if you're – Kyrie Irving, if you're Paul George, you can't bring this out of people. You you just everybody can't everybody can't do it. Jimmy Butler in Miami, even though that he don't have the bullets, he got the gun. The gun pretty. The gun pretty. You know, it, it's a show gun. It just don't have no. It has it has one bullet, and that's their one win. It might have two. He may have found one somewhere. You know, maybe they they shipped it overseas, and there's a special bullet. And they might have one more in the gun. That's it. Well, I'm going to say this. Two things. Number one, with Russell Westbrook, wherever he played at, the star of the team that was there before he was there, they had their best season. Statistically, you can't argue that. And anybody that wants to argue that, you know, we're, 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 we're talking – apples and oranges if you want to argue that because you know you want to talk fruit but you're not talking okay secondly kyle lowry playoff p hoodie mellow these are 
Uh, and let me rephrase that. Playoff Lowry, Hoodie Mello, uh, uh, Playoff P, all these guys that come up with these quirky names that, that's supposed to make them dogs. BJ told me something a long time ago. When you come into some place and, you know, they they didn't give you that nickname, the public didn't give you that nickname, you can't give yourself a nickname. You can't. You can't. And playoff Lowry is non-existent. You had that one run in Toronto. But it's everything else is non-existent. What have you done since then? You know, he's a he's a point guard. He in a, the general sense, bring the ball up, distribute. He's never taken over a game. He's never put the team on his back and said, you know what, I got y'all. Same thing with, with, with Paul George. Paul George in Indiana was a better player than any other version of Paul George before uh even before and after the leg injury. After he left Indiana, he's never been the same. He's always trying to he he looks like a guy that's trying to be something that he's not. He looks like an actor. Carmelo Anthony is always gonna be mellow. Kyle Lowry just gotta fall into the, he gotta fall in the in, in, in the in the place here. Um, Edwin says, uh, Miami needs MB Bill or Miles Turner in Bill. Get you an extra big in Bill. I mean, that's that's a big three right there. I, I you know, I'm starting to get tired of the term big three. I, I don't, I think it even it, like, like, look, MB, I don't think MB's leaving Philadelphia. I don't but think does MB make a difference in this series right now? No, what, what they lose in seven. And B seems like he spends more time in the game on his back than he does under the basket. And that, and that's what I'm saying. And we 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 talked about this last time. The NBA and the big man, that's the problem. And 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 Embiid is not in that category where he's not he's gonna check Jokic all game. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. He's gonna Jokic's gonna put up triple double. I, I I'm trying to think of a big in this league that can slow down Jokic. I thought it would have been Bam. Because of his athleticism, not his size, but I mean that's a triple double against thirty-one teams. I, I don't, I don't see, I don't see a big in this league that can slow down Jokic. So even if you put, because for real, for real, Embiid need to play small forward. He need to get out of the block. That's not, it's not, it's not for him. They got, they got different problems in Philadelphia. That's a whole different podcast. A whole different. Uh, uh, a storage or stream yard we gonna need to go talk about that um but it's just that's a that's an nba problem that we talked about and i think that's why not to take away from Jokic, that's why he's so dominant is because there's no there's no guy in sight there's no guy in the draft this year coming out next year that's going to check this guy this is okay as a gm we got to reconstruct our roster to have Three or four big guys just to foul him. This is Shaq all over again. He just from he just from overseas and he got brothers in the stands. Not as dom- <laughs> not as dominant. Never. I think Shaq is on a on league zone. I think that's once in. I think my my son might see another Shaq when he get older. But this this it's on that level. Uh, Edwin says DeRozan is a one and a possible in spades. Uh, he's a strong two. Kyle Lowry is a very unreliable superstar, but he got it done that year in Toronto. And uh, 
he also says that's not a big three. That's just a good fit with Jimmy. I'm I'm getting tired of the term big three because uh, big every team. Oh man, well this is so and so's big three. This is their big three. This is the big three in Boston. This is the big three in in, in Chicago. But the, to be a big three, you got to be something dominant. I think it should be it should be criteria to be called to call yourself a big three. You actually got to be a big three. Not just three names thrown together, but you got to actually work together. But also, you got to have the wherewithal not to, you know, have a run where you do win a title. And here we are, fifteen years. Oh, okay, he said uh, KL was Ka- uh, Kawhi Leonard. I'm sorry, Ka- Kawhi Leonard is a very unreliable superstar, but he got it done that year in, Tor- in Toronto. I got you. I got you. Um, but. Don't be a big three that has a run and then you feed off a championship for almost 20 years, and that's the only, your only claim to fame. But, yeah. Um, that, sounds, that sounds like you, you taking a shot somewhere, man. Uh, I mean, I did see a video posted of a live stream. Yeah. Of um, KG and Paul Pierce. My God. Yeah. Paul Pierce does not need to be on TV ever again. Paul Pierce is he living his best life. He, he, Paul Pierce, he is he is YOLO every day. Like he's a train wreck. Hey, hey, if you gotta go out, go do it with a smile. It's a joke to say. Who, who was who was sponsoring the live stream? Uh that, that was uh, showtime. Oh, okay. I so, go with MGM. So it looks like a disaster, and it might it might actually be a disaster. But look how we talk, everybody's talking about it. Everybody loves a train wreck. Yeah. Everybody loves a train wreck. So there might have been a moment where the producers are cringing. It might have been a moment where they're meeting the next day, like, man, we I don't know if we can have that happen. And then they flip their phones on to Twitter and they're like, oh, this is a hit. We have to have him back. And and that's that's what it is now. Now I'm gonna talk about that later on one of our topics about the media. Uh, but uh, it's and I, it, you can see KG reeling him, trying to reel him in. I think you know the, whatever he realized on the phone, it was just like oh, and it's like, dude, what are you doing? Like to us, it's like, dude, what are you doing? But now it's we're talking about it. Everybody's talking about it. it's all over the internet, so it's a hit. Yeah, and he'll they'll be back. We we love car crashes. Yeah, but him talking about, oh, man, they got this website where you rent a girlfriend for a day. Oh, yeah. really? So you, hey. you you just basically buying escorts and you letting everybody know you buy escorts. Hey, it's the James Harden. <laughs> <laughs> you missed that, KG. <laughs> <laughs> I see him. <laughs> but I had to make sure the on. wife wasn't behind me. <laughs> Wizards front office. Uh they're moving and shaking. I think they're moving in the right direction. What do you guys think about the moves that before we jump into our next topic? What do you guys think about the moves that the Wizards front office is making to kind of sort of make themselves a little bit better? Go ahead, BJ. Because I know you just let's get let's just get the captain, the, the pessimism out the way. So I can bring the I, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going. I'm not going to, because I agree with y'all. And, and it, it's 
nothing's going to happen for this franchise next year, next season. Right. If this was New York, Miami, the either LA team, um, you would have a chance to retool your roster and probably be make a deep playoff run. It's that, but that's not what this is. And you know, anybody that listens to me, anybody, I I, I have signs on the street. You think I'm out on the street begging for change? I'm giving you pamphlets how the Wizards can rebuild a franchise. Okay. It just has to be rebuilt from the ground up. It's not working. Uh, I like some of the pieces on the roster. I keep saying this is probably, if you got a, a, a two superstars in here, this this roster could probably compete because they already have the, the role players. They already have the bench, it, which is a a, a, a a fucked up situation if you think about it. Like you draft to have superstars to win. They've drafted a complete, a symbol for you know uh, uh to to the for superstars that's that's what they have they don't have any guys and i'm not gonna tell say any names they just don't have any guys to do what they need to do and compete and have their fans enjoy basketball but i will give this a chance uh it, you know that's completely retooled um maybe you know the word it got to teddy about this being a joke because it is um, and maybe guys, maybe it's more guys like me than I think that, like, I'm not stepping in that arena again until this is taken seriously until there's, there's not even like, there's a tunnel, there's light. And then it's so much smoke, just like the smoke we had this week. It's so much smoke. You can't see the light. And so if you walk two foot in Canada, huh? How come that smoke wasn't in Canada? That's a whole we we don't have enough we don't have enough megabits on StreamYard to uh to talk about that. Oh okay. Man, I'm gonna ask you questions. I'm yeah, asking yeah, questions. Because somehow the smoke it went around Canada and came down the eastern seaboard. I, I KJ I mean I know there's people out here that say we want the smoke, i.e. the street profits, but I don't know if we wanted that smoke that we got this week. That's hopefully we don't. Hopefully we don't get an email shutting us down because I mean that's that, you know that's just me. But no, so no, no. that email ain't gonna come because that's why I'm keeping my mouth shut. Because if, <laughs> if I say something, I'm gonna put something out there and y'all be like, "Whoa!" So, so I'll tell, y'all, I'll tell y'all off air. Okay, I, I I'll redo the tunnel thing. Okay, it's a tunnel, it's light, <laughs> right? You see, you can see the light at the end of the tunnel, but it's one of those cartoon Wiley Coyote tunnels where you smack into the painting. It's not a real tunnel, and that's where that's where we are with the wizards, and they have to do the construction to start opening the tunnel. Tunnels closed, and like I was saying, I think it's more. You know, I'm I'm severe as far as my thoughts and stuff, and I you know I know a lot of people don't. And as harsh as I am with the Wizards and other topics, but I think a lot of people are tired of just not being able to, like, I don't even, like, if I had, uh, I don't want to wear my Wizards stuff outside. Like, it's that bad. It's just, it's paper bag, Cleveland Browns bag. So, I'll give them a chance. That's all I can do. It's, it's all, all I can do is give them a chance and hope that, they start retooling it and rebuilding it, and maybe you can see something. Maybe that that first, maybe have the ribbon cutting ceremony where you can see some progress. That's 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 all I can hope for. I think 
Washington DC sports is entering into our version of the reconstruction era because we're going to get two things that we've never had before with the commanders you'll have ownership that is actually viable and 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 the fans are going to respond to it and maybe he comes in and this new ownership is the same as Snyder but we won't know it because we'll have the newlywed syndrome for five years and really won't care about it but this guy has a window to restructure and re redo how we feel about um, the Washington Commanders in in this area. Same thing here with this group. And and what I heard, um, I'm not even gonna lie to you. Uh, one of the first things I heard Michael Winger say, he talked about responsibility. He talked about having a type of player that he drafted or that he looks for. And he said something to the point about keeping people accountable. And when he said those three things, I was like that coach on um, uh, what's that joint, Waterboy, the coach where he was in the in the air. I was that was me. I was happy because those are things. And if you watch this show and you listen to us on a regular basis, I always talk about having a type, being accountable, and those also goes back to what we talked about in the Corey Kispert um, X interview. Those were the things he talked about, and for me. I'm having those conversations right now makes me, even though I'm not a Wizards fan, I still feel happy and hope that, that change is going to happen. Change is going to come soon. I.e. Sam Cook. Um, and, and I think we're going to get it more than you, you guys expect. I think it's going to happen quicker. Um, I think it's going to be something that, that there's going to be a couple moves in these next couple weeks that's going to shake the, the foundation. Um, because I, I don't see these guys sitting still. I don't see these guys like being patient because I feel like they know this the way this is constructed cannot be the way we move forward. And they gave you hints along the way by talking about it's not our decision. It's not our decision to bring back Kyle Kuzma. It's not our decision to bring back Porzingis. So I, I, when I hear that, I hear things. I, I hear it differently because I'm not at the place that you are, BJ. Um, because this isn't my team, so I have way more optimism that you have than you would ever have in the moment right now, and and, and I see it differently. So yeah, that's where I, I see them going. I see nothing but up. Well, Leroy has a question. He says, "How is Baby West keeping his job?" I think I think Baby West is in the same predicament that Ron Rivera is in. Well, and you know, so it's kind of like we not we you can't you can't throw the stick of dynamite yet. I mean, you could go you you got to chop it up in pieces and throw it if that makes sense. You got to tear it down and then you know who wants to come coach this? Nobody wants to come coach this. They, this is a disaster. Until you had that ribbon cutting ceremony. And with the Midnight Riders talking about these moves that, you know, could happen in the foreseeable future, until you had that, you can't ask somebody to come and be like, hey, look at this shitty-ass roster and all these issues we got. Come coach this. You can't do – you. it's just – nobody the, – all the, all the names that were out here uh, over the last week or so, you know, um, or, you know, or they could be thinking, hey, we'll give them a chance because it's so dysfunctional. 
You you have to be honest with yourself. It's so dysfunctional. How can anybody coach this? How can anybody if if he made if they made the playoffs, like he has to win coach of the year. Like they have and he has to win coach of the year and it has to be a statue outside Capital One Arena of West Uncell Jr. Like this is a train wreck. I don't think people understand the severity of where the Wizards are right now as a franchise. Upstairs and on the court, this is this is a disaster. This is the Exxon Valleys, and I'm showing my age. This is that. This is this is years of mailing Don dish detergent to clean ducks. That, that's what this is, and it and it still it's, it still has lingering effects to this day. What was that? Thirty years ago? Yeah, about yeah. that. It's probably over thirty years. Yeah, that's what but, this is. This is this is a, a this absolute disaster. See, you see it as the Valdez. I see it as my man from New York landing in the plane in the river in the Hudson River um, and saving people. Like I think we're at a point where, like, we almost we almost had a disaster, but because we've made some changes, we can kind of save it. You know, what I'm saying it's almost like the movie Fly. Like, so, um. I see Washington's position where the next couple moves because they because you said it best they've got a bunch of role players they got a bunch of guys so they can make some moves depending on what they like um, and you might see some people back here it's going to be interesting how they they play this out and Leroy says uh, I don't understand how you fire the GM. And not the coach along with him. The GM can't be happy with this coach. Yeah, and, and like I said, it's it's just one of those things. I think it's a unique situation because it's so bad. This is one of those things. If you play NBA 2K as a GM, and so back going, what BJ said. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Minnow Ryder. No, you good. Go, 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 go. Because we're on the same thought process. Okay, this is one of the things where you, you take over as a GM in NBA 2K, and everything's a D, everything. And the first move you make, they fire you. This, 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 you don't even you don't even get a chance. You know, you sign a free agent, you fired. You you release somebody, you fired. You know, you already the fans not coming. You got to change the price of the hot dogs to fifty cent. But like I said, it's a, it's just a unique situation. I don't think, um, I think you you get. I don't know how you get an even worse rap than you have as a franchise. But I think if you let West Junior go, given the circumstances and not give him a fair shake, which you know, I will give the NBA. Sometimes they do. The NFL is different. I think it it looks bad on the franchise. It, it, I don't know how you look worse than the Wizards do now, but. Well, I think I think the the other reason Wes keeps his job is because he wasn't the guy going into Ted's office telling him that we can make the playoffs with this team. And I keep I, I've said this all along, and I truly think this is the reason you had the demise of Tommy Shepard. Is Tommy kept saying, "I got a plan. This going to work. This going to work." And Ted was like, "Well, maybe we should blow it up at the deadline." And Tommy's like, "Nah, we good. What we good?" And every time he kept telling Ted he we good, Ted was like, "All right, it's your show." 
you gonna ride or die with this. And he had that moment where he, he could have blown it up to some extent at the deadline. We saw the Caps do it. So it's not like Ted's not ambivalent to doing this process where we blow it up. It's just you guys blow it up the right way. And, and I felt like the second we got to the end of the season and Tommy had his first interview, he was like, well, we're going to try to run this back. Ted had to be like, nah, dog. You know you done fucked up. Excuse my language. But you know you done messed up. So, but after, so after 16 got- years of Grunfeld, why not? You let Grunfeld have 16 years of doing it. You got to change. You got yeah. to. I keep hearing people say that, but there's, there's a difference. There's a difference because of the way you're building this. You're going, you're moving forward with three guys that have more basketball knowledge um, and have done basketball different ways, you know. So you're 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 walking into a new era, for lack of a better word. It's it's you gotta embrace to to figure it out. And to Tommy Shepard's defense, that that big three never will quote unquote big three. They never had EBT three. EBT three. They never. How many games did they play together? Bill was hurt. Unicorn was hurt. Kuzma was hurt. It's like they, it was like forty something. Forty something games. That's half half the season. They didn't get a chance to play together to, you know, because you know, it, I, and I said this before. When the unicorn and Kuzma was on the court, and Bill was hurt. It seemed like a better team. It seemed like a way better team than when Bill was there, and I, and it has to be eye opening to everybody. If we're seeing it from the outside, just imagine the guy sitting on the bench. Imagine the coach Ted Leonsis sees it, and everybody sees it. So, well, sticking in DC, Commanders minicamp has uh, pretty much wrapped up almost. A lot of things have come out of this mini camp. I was just looking at something that said that they got commanders trade rumors. Uh, Chase Young headed to the Houston, Texas. Um, why, why in the world would you try to trade Chase Young right now? But anyway, also the boss BJ brought something to my attention pre-show that I did not know. We got a problem with Eric Bieniemy yelling in practice now. Please, please, please explain to me what is going on. And I need to know if I should be outraged, pissed off, or just be like, "All right, this is nothing." You ever dated a girl that was crazy? No. All right, so I have. Yes, um, you have. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so it's like you date the crazy chick who is always drama, always up here, right? And then after she leaves, you date another chick that's just cool. And I think what the DC media has fallen in love with is the fact that he he's different. And he's holding the guys accountable, but they're not really comfortable with the yelling. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like it's 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 weird to me because I feel like they've begged for somebody to hold these guys accountable. Now that you got somebody holding them accountable, you don't like the method that they're holding them accountable to, and it's it's stupid to us. Um, like B. Mitch has 
voiced his um, displeasure with this whole phenomenon. Um, and, and, and RAC KG about to express his displeasure with it. And I get it. But the other part of this is that we of the podcast world, we of guys born um, before 1990, we understand what's happening right here. This is this is this is what we had. This is our coaching. This is our culture when it comes to being a coach and wanting to be taught uh, and wanting to be successful. This is what we know. We the guys that grew up with fathers that. Like if he gave you a high five, that was him saying I love you and not him actually saying the words because we grew up differently. In this world now where everything is expressed, you're getting to a point where these coaches, when they do something like what Eric Bieniemy is doing, it's news. It's not really news, but also we got to remember the Caps aren't in the playoffs. We need storylines. We got to create something to create fodder. You know, you don't have the Wizards to talk about. Until like two weeks from now, when the draft happens and for agency opens, so we got to build some stuff up to get us to to be a bridge to get us where we're going. We thought maybe we have ownership in place, but we don't. So it's I feel like this Eric B. Enemy thing is a story because we got nothing else to talk about. The media has too much access. That's it. that's all this is. And I never thought I would say that. The media has too much access. Um, this is the time we live in, though. Hey, as soon as something happens at camp, it's on Twitter. Before camp's over, it's on Twitter. Um, and, and we know what the deal is. We've been on this podcast, um, what, 1991, last Super Bowl? We've, we've been complaining. And this isn't my team. I, I follow this team as a, my 1B team, my 1A team, right? We've been complaining about this team, not just in Ron Rivera's era, but in the previous coaches' eras of being an undisciplined squad. You can see when they come out on offense that it just doesn't look like they practice what they're what they're out there doing. It just it just it doesn't look crisp. It doesn't look um, rehearsed. It doesn't. It just it looks forced. Then you go to Kansas City, and you can tell. You can go to Buffalo. You go to Cincinnati. You go to Miami, you go to San Francisco, you go to all these different teams, and you can tell how their practices translate to the field. And for the longest time, this commander's team has been an undisciplined, bad practice team. And we're not the only ones that said it. Your your media personalities on the, on the local stations have said the same exact thing. They don't practice hard enough. We come from an era where... You're going to run it until you run it right. And then when you run it right, you're going to run it 10 more times because we're not going to come out here and half-ass practice. So once you run it once wrong, we're going to do it for an hour. Then y'all going to run. You know what that does? When you come out the next practice, you're like, nah. Everybody's holding everybody accountable. If you play some type of professional sports, especially football in the summer, where you got to go run because somebody messed up, it's almost like the army. The person that messed up ain't running. Everybody else is running. Oh, you want to keep playing around? Everybody take two laps. Now you stay here. You watch them. It 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 eliminates the weak. You know who the weak ones are, but it also gives you your brain a sense of, I right, this guy be right now. 
We got to do, I have to put this effort in now to get this right. And you see it. You see it. Basketball, football, hockey, you can see the teams that practice. They know how to practice. You hear all the time that coaches come in and like, why y'all not practicing like this? Why y'all doing it this way? Why y'all need to change up this? The, the practice needs to be intense. You can tell. You can tell the NBA teams that they don't have intense practices. You can tell the NFL teams, the commanders, that don't have intense practices. You can see it. So for them to be complaining about him yelling, and I know Eric Bieniemy has a, a rep, and a couple players are complaining about how he talks to players. You have to know how to build your player up. You have to know how to let them know that what they're doing is the wrong way, but you also have to know how to communicate with them as a man because this ain't college football. This ain't Nick Saban yelling at Alabama players talking about run it again. You know, this, you can't do that here. But it has to be some some of that has to be here because, like, once you establish that we're coming on the field and I'm not taking anything less than a hundred percent, it's going to translate on the field. And then this this whole podcast right here, it's going to be non-existent because you're going to be sitting at six and two. Sam Howby top five in passing. Terry McLaurin, Samuel. And Dotson to be, you know, top of the – then everybody be like, oh, man, this is awesome. But this is the work you have to put in to get there. You have to put in work to get there. Now, you just can't come on the field and do this lackadaisical as uh, this training camp stuff. We see it. You see it. You see it. You see the teams across the league that do it, that don't practice hard enough, that don't hold their players accountable. So this is a joke. See, I'm going to say this. This generation is different. I've I've been yelled at the majority of my life about everything. (laughs) You know, I I wasn't the, 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 the greatest student in school. I tried to be the greatest athlete, but sometimes I messed up. I remember getting yelled at at a coach. Because I was playing free safety and I drifted over because the corner told me in, in, in the huddle, he was like, look, I know he get ready to hit a fly route. Watch him over the top. Got you, buddy. And I went over the top, picked it off. I'm thinking I did something real good. Coach asked me straight up, what the fuck was you thinking? Was that the play we called? Where was you supposed to be? Yeah, you picked it off, but where was you supposed to be? They could have went anywhere else, but where was you supposed to be? I got yelled at for picking off a pace. Did I cry about it? Did I throw my helmet down and say, oh, man, why are you yelling at me like that? I just did. <laughs> nah. I said, no, nah, that wasn't a play we called. He told me he needed help, and I went over the top. He said, I don't give a fuck. He got to figure that out on his, on his own. Don't let me see you do it again. All right. I played my role. After that, I played my role. We figured it out. We went past it. But you worried about a grown man yelling at other grown men. But I'm sure when he yells, you have to get your point across. It's not yelling just to yell. You have to, you're outside, you have to yell, hey, no, we're not doing this right. And sometimes you got to pull a player to the side and be like, stand by me. This is what I want you to do. You see how that opens up right there? I want you to shoot that gap and come straight through there. That's where you're supposed to be. That's where you live at. That's yours. 
And then once you go in there, it's all day buffet. Eat. If we're if we're that soft hearted as a society that you can't raise your voice to people, think about it like this. Somebody yells at you. Tell you what my grandmother used to tell me. I'm not yelling. My voice just carries. If that if you're that soft hearted, there it is. They're not yelling. Their voice just carries. How about that? But for this to be news right now, it's laughable. It's laughable. And uh, Edwin says, uh, the problem with Wash, come on, pop up, baby. The problem with Washington sports is that it's been okay to lose and still retain the fan base. That is true. We've become accustomed to losing. And uh, he also says every year the enthusiasm is high. Every year then it's, then nothing. It's like domestic violence. You keep coming back for, for more knowing you're going to get your ass kicked, but you still love them. I think that's a pretty good analogy. Because we we come back every year, high hopes, thinking something's going to change. You know, I hear people say all the time, we if we win every preseason game, the first thing they say is, oh, man, we're going to the Super Bowl. No, we're not. Stop saying that. We sound like Dallas Cowboy fans. Oh, this is our year. Dak Prescott, Freaky Zeke, we doing it. We got Amari Cooper. That's what we sound like. And we don't even sniff the playoffs. Eat the cake, anime. We don't even sniff the playoffs. But we sound like Cowboy fans when people say that. And one thing you don't want to sound is you don't want to sound like a Cowboy fan. Don't go full Cowboy. That's what you don't want to do. Don't go full Cowboy. Too late. Every time they win a game. They beat a team they supposed to win. Yeah, what was that? The year that we came out, we destroyed Jacksonville. When RG3 got hurt, uh, he broke his ankle to, to the beginning of the game, and Kurt came in. I think we beat Jacksonville like 42-6. to six. We finished 3-13 and 13 that year. Mm-hmm. But everybody swore me down after that game. We was going to destroy everything and everybody. Because that's the year that um, they forced RG back. Against Minnesota, I want to say, and that's that was like fourteen. I think that was twenty fourteen. That was the debacle. What that was was that Shanahan last year or was that under Jay? I want to say Shanahan last year. Yeah, I think so. I think so. But I'm wrong because it could be it could have been year one of Jay. And the only reason I say it might be year one of Jay is because when Jay got here, um, the thing was he was supposed to resurrect and keep RG three going. And for some reason, I can I feel like, and this is just speculation, um, wild speculation. Let's air quote that. Um, that it was twenty. It was it was Jay's first year. And we can research that out and figure it out. Hold on, I'm I'm working on it now. I'm working on it now because that was a uh, 2014. We also went three and thirteen. I mean, sorry, 2013. We went three and four, three and thirteen. Uh, Jay Gruden. No, we went four and twelve in 2014. Let me let me make sure that was a Jacksonville year. That was when we yeah, because it's it's something in that, that was in that year. year. Go ahead. I'm sorry. 
No, that was week two. We played Jacksonville. We beat him 41 to 10. And RG3 okay. broke his ankle. And we lost the next four games. But was that was that um Jay or was that Shanahan? That was Jay's first year. Okay, that's what I thought. Because then his second year was 2015 when he benched RG after um after like a, a practice or something, and he was like, Yo, I can't do it. And I be mentioning him talk about it. Actually, he talked about it this week, where like Griffin was um getting out of the parking and, and running down the field, and like the fans were cheering, but it's dog, it's seven on seven. Quarterback's dead when you run. So it was it was one of those things where they just knew they couldn't move forward with it in place. Hindsight is twenty twenty when you talk about RG3. The first era of unbridled optimism was 2012. If he would have listened to Shanahan, he would have took his time coming back and worked his way back. We wouldn't be we wouldn't be talking about him the way we do. He would still have a job in the league. No, he wouldn't. Yeah, he would. No, he wouldn't. Um, hold on, let me get to this comment. And I'll tell you why. Do you think if EB was white and he would be called he would be called fiery, energetic, enthusiastic, and be presented in a positive light? Just asking. Because when Coach Bugle was here, cussing and fussing, it seems to be great. And the media presented him in a positive light. I'm talking about Gibbs part two. And Bugs Bugs didn't have a clean mouth. Bugs would give it to you. But that's a good question. That's a damn good question. What y'all say? I agree. I agree. You know, it's 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 isn't that how, how it always is? I, I I agree with that statement. Um, unfortunately, it's that's not going away, and we talk about that in the NFL all the time. You know, whether it's coaching, GM. Color matters. It, it just does. Race matters. Um, it's unfortunate, but it's the truth. It's absolutely the truth. Yep. It sure is. Just like John Gruden. I'm going to say the fifth. John Gruden on the sideline when he starts spitting and, and Bill Cower, you know, you can go you name a couple guys. There was – that's how we want, you know, our coach to be. That's that's a tough nosed blue collar coach right there. And a black guy do it all of a sudden. The whole police department there drawing a gun. Somebody they scared for their life. F I F T H fifth. But I'm I'm I'm, I'm gonna leave it alone because if I get too deep into it, I'm gonna go ahead and let it be. Um, but. When I was saying that RG3 would still have a, a job, think about everybody says, well, he wasn't a pocket passer, but he completed well over 70% of his passes from the pocket because of the threat of the run. Everybody, everything opened up for him. That play action, it didn't even have to be the pistol. It was just a simple fact of the play action. And him dropping back and that the formation alone got people on, their, on, on edge where they hesitated. He completed so many passes from the pocket, and his completion percentage was like that. Yeah, but the only problem, only problem Robert had was Robert loved Robert more than he loved anything else. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I don't think he would have ever conformed to what you, what you, what you're trying to aspire 
and hope. Like you, well, you got, you got, you got wishes out here. You out here, like so for real, looking for candy rain, but it's just not happening, bro. Like he's Rob, just not gonna be there. <laughs> Rob, Robert, instead of having the, the the thing in his ear, listening to plays, he's probably listening to his own voice talk to him. Exactly. Robert, you are. I don't know who's better than you in this league. It's just you, and it's nobody else. That's him talk. He recorded this pregame for him to listen to all game. He ain't listening to nobody else. So you basically saying he was pulling the Tracy McGrady in the in the video room? I don't know if it, yeah, it might have been worse than that. <laughs> I don't think it gets no worse than what Tracy McGrady did, dog. I don't, I don't, it might be worse than that. I mean, he might have had a. I mean. You know, I mean, we already went there. We already gonna get off air, but he might have had a butt plug. In. And every time he get tackled, it vibrated. I mean, I don't. I'm just saying. I mean, this guy <laughs> loved himself. <laughs> my little saying. butt plug on. <laughs> Yo, you know, this this has got to be the most. This is the devil cocks moment of this segment. Maybe a like how do we get every time he every time he threw a pass, it it, it activated itself. You know. No. Oh. I'm just saying. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just throwing things out there. Ooh. All I do is throw things out there. Well, That's all. I'm throwing this out there for my video game players, and uh, the boss BJ is the first of. Well, no, no, because we had we've had Pittsburgh Steelers on the cover of Madden, but this is the first Buffalo Bill to be on the cover of Madden and Josh Allen. Uh, as you know, we get in the gaming here. If you haven't seen our YouTube gaming, uh, 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 our YouTube gaming. Uh, moments, please go back and check those. But uh, the boss BJ has something to say about Josh Allen being on the cover of Madden 24. Not, not necessarily Josh Allen, I don't care about the cover. Um, I think you know, we talked about Madden the last couple of years. Well, I have, and this is, I think, this is an absolute make or break year for Madden. I know I, I might have said that before, but. The game was so bad last year, and it got so much negative publicity. And from what I'm hearing now, the game isn't really too much better. The thing EA Sports could not do this year is copy and paste again. That's one of the things they could do. They've been adding new stuff for the last couple of years, stuff that's already been in this game, bringing stuff back that was a hit that they took off. Um, I think from – 2017 till about 21, the game got overran by Ultimate Team. They got greedy of how much money they were making in Ultimate Team, and it was good enough to put on TV for the championships for the guys to play. Um, you know, I enjoy playing it for the camaraderie. You know, we got 32 guys in the league that, you know, we've been – most of us have been together for, like, over 10 years. And this is family now. You know what I'm saying? So – uh, I said that um, the blunder that happened with the franchise thing in Madden 23, where they lost the fouls and stuff, they were supposed to be discounting the game half off. That's the only way I'm going to buy it. The only reason I'm going to buy it is to go play with those guys. But I got a feeling that this isn't going to be a good game. I don't know if y'all seen the clip of the the, the, the sideways pass Josh Allen threw. You haven't seen that? I'll send it to y'all. I, I wish I could send it to you guys now. I wish I had sent it to y'all before. So you can just see how ridiculous it looks already. But, you know, it's just inexcusable for a company like EA Sports to make the money they make 
to have the community, a Madden community. This the Madden community is not a joke. It's it's deep. It has a lot of guys that got good stick work, great stick work, elite stick work. So there's no excuse at any time that you're building this game that you don't call on the community to help you build this game. Hey, expose us. This is in beta. Expose us. Show us what's wrong. Show us what we need to the torque tweak, what we need to change, what we need to add, take away. Um, until they do that, I, I just I think we're gonna come in another year of just garbage. A couple things added, the same game, same animations. I'm already I'm kind of like with EA Sports. I'm kind of like with the Wizards. Like it's Star Wars. I was excited to see Star Wars come out, but it got an EA tag on it. I didn't buy it. You know, Super Mega Baseball. I wanna I wanna try that. That's forty dollars. EA Sports. I want to buy college football coming out, I think, next year. EA Sports Tag. I just – I think they've done a lot of damage to a lot of people. You know, uh, Big Jim, uh, a, a, a sideline junkie, he doesn't buy it no more. You know how long he's been playing Madden? been playing Madden since Sega. Like you, 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 you're, you're dumping a lot of people, and I, I just don't think they care. I still don't think they care. I, I think I'm going to get this game. If they send me the half off code, because I'm not buying it, they don't. Um, the game should have been, and I'm, I'm gonna make this short. I know I'm, I'm, rant, I'm ranting, but this should have been the year they did what 2K5 did in 2005, and and dropped the game for twenty dollars. When 2K5 ESPN 2K5 came out, they wanted to undercut mad. They wanted to get the the leg up and be like, hey, this is twenty dollars. Go get it. everybody went and got it, just because the twenty dollar price tag. This was that year for mad. Hey, this is going to be $20. We fucked up last year. Game was horrible. We promised things over the last couple of years we haven't delivered on. We're going to make it up this year, $20. And we're going to dedicate a team to tuning and fixing this game all year. That's what it should be. But as long as they – that this game is $70 this year. I Well, for PS5, it's $70. I don't know what it is for PS4. But seventy dollars, and y'all messed up last year. Nah, nah, got a lot to go, uh, a lot, a long ways to go. I think this is gonna be, this is a make or break year. But I think this is gonna be break for Madden. I really do. Here's something about you know you said something about them bringing stuff back. I seen some. They said, oh well, we we gonna bring back Russian attack. You should have never got rid of the whole training camp move. You should have never got rid of none of that. But the things that we love as fans for Madden, they always get rid of. You got rid of the training camp mode. I'm a fan of owner mode. You know, I, I love the whole – and the Midnight Rider, we talk about it all the time. And the boss BJ doesn't like it. Neither one of these guys like it. But I love controlling the, the, the price of potato chips and hot dogs at my stadium. I love redoing the parking lot. I love remodeling my stadium and, and going through and saying this is what I want. You know, I love looking up in the right hand corner and saying that my team is worth four point five billion dollars right now because I'm number one in the league because I give a great fan experience. That's what I love. I I miss having a grade because that was a thing. But. You EA Sports has dropped the ball so much and 2K is, is falling into that, too. Because I just got 2K23 the other day. It was free. I was like, all right, I'll, I'll check it out. They have me on a boat 
in my career. I'm on a boat. I'm not in a neighborhood anymore. I'm on a boat. I'm on a huge boat that got all these different decks to it. And I'm just like, this is just like the most confusing thing. I got to go to the top deck to play in the, in the park. And it's not really a park. And then you go, you got the Gatorade. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is just confusing. But you're losing me with all this stuff. And then the cut scenes. And like I was watching Dario play. He playing on PS5. And I'm watching him. And they got the cut scenes for the My Player. He recorded out. He done recorded three songs with J. Cole. Bro, what the fuck they got to do with the game? Now, if J. Cole just came and said he's a fan of me and whatever, okay, but I don't want to be a rapper. I want to be a basketball player. This is where they're losing it. No, just, just, you, you, you're the old man shaking your hand at the, the, your hand at the um, cloud, man. I don't need all this. It's for you. Shit, it's not for you. It's not built for you anymore. Dog. You 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 create a player, right? You go through this thing, and it's this dude that should he you got picked before him. You got picked to pick before him. And he's talking shit about you and all that. This dude has a reality show. And he starts talking about you, your girlfriend, told your girlfriend if she wanna date a real man, come see. I'm like, dog, I don't need to see that because the first thing I'm gonna do when I see you, basketball player or not, I'm gonna smack shit out you. That should be an option on the game. Let me smack shit out this nigga. Like, I'm sorry. I digress. Because I'm getting ready to go there. I'm getting ready to go there. But these games are... <laughs> and you wonder why I haven't, I haven't touched this game in a couple years. <laughs> Look, I just found that out the last two days. I the way, the way the house is set up, I can lay on the bed and I can see straight down the hallway. And I, I'll be sitting on the edge of the bed and I'll peek my head around the corner like that. And I'll see with Dario. I'm like, Dario, what are you doing? He's like, oh, I'm in the studio with J. Cole. What are you doing in the studio with J. Cole? Get on the practice court. <laughs> 2K20, I think, was way better because I could go to my house. I had a court in my house. I could call up my teammates, and we could run four on four or three on three or something on the court. I was good with that. We could run a game. We could run a little game and, and chill. You know, I could go over in the living room and play 2K with LeBron. You know, stuff like that. But this right here, I'm like, yo. And I love J. Cole, but, I mean, when I'm playing 2K, I don't want to make an album with J. Cole, man. I just want to play the game. <laughs> I want to play the game, and I want to earn my points, and I want to build my play. That's all I want to do. With Madden, Madden, I just want to – Play to my franchise. I don't want none of the extra shit that go with it. Just let me play the franchise. And let me be happy. I don't need sideways passes. I don't need no-look passes. I just need the game to work. If I if if my 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 my, my quarterback is rated his medium pass accuracy is at 89, I shouldn't have to worry about him throwing a deep out and it's sailing to the middle of the field when it's supposed to go to the left. I shouldn't have to worry about that. And if you've never been on Sloppy Madden, that's a, a, a Instagram page. They show you all the glitches with the Madden. I shouldn't have to worry about none of that. You got a whole a page dedicated to your failures. I shouldn't have to worry about none of that when it comes to Madden. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Hmm. 
I'm here. I'm good. Let's wrap this shit up, B. Because I, I, I could go all day about this. Um, Midnight Rider, Steven Strasberg. You sure you good? Yeah, I'm good. I'm, I don't want to cut you off. I mean, I'm good. You might want to cut a, you might want to cut, before, cut a diss track. Before you know what I'm saying, before we get, before we get off, got go look at the TikTok I just sent y'all. It's in, it's in the sideline junkie group on WhatsApp. Go look at that real quick, and that, that's gonna sum up Madden 24 for you. What the fuck? That wasn't. <laughs> I'm, I'm oh, I seen this. I saw this in the commercial. It's the um what? Patrick Mahomes thing. Yeah. What is it for? It's, it's no pressure it's on Patrick him. Mahomes. And the thing is, it should be it should be reserved for Patrick Mahomes. But hmm. you know, you can't really. This... I know, I know, but that's what I'm saying. It, we're in we're in a next generation of console. This is the we're, equivalent no, this... to. Dude, we we came through the. See, the problem is we came came from Atari. Well, I came through Atari, Sega, Nintendo, Sega Genesis, you know, N64, Dreamcast, up to now. So we've lived the whole variation of it. So the difference is, like, this isn't our world anymore. It's like what I was trying to explain to Commander's fans about Major Tutty and, like, wanting something different with him. It's like what you're appealing to, you're beyond the point of what people are appealing to. We're we're in our, our our early forties to late forties. I'm late. Y'all might be mid. You know, I got my AARP card like on the way, so I get it. I'm waiting for my little my my, my discount, my five percent off at Denny's. So because I'm a senior citizen, I'm good with it. You know what I'm saying? I'm cool with it. I, um, I'm just I'm just glad to be here, so, so I'm gonna get fine. But we're at that point that this isn't geared to our thought process. Let's get to the twenty-year-old thought process. We're we're dealing with TikTok nation. We're dealing with kids that 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 do everything online, and so this isn't us. So these games aren't going to appeal to us. And, and I'm nervous about college football twenty-four because I really feel like I'm gonna have to go all the way back and buy college football twenty thirteen and like kick out my OCD. Because I always like to have current players, and, and like that's gonna be my issue. Because I'm not gonna like 2024, you know, college football. Because I already heard there's a there's a transfer portal that's gonna be on college 24. So that alone already is like like is a turnoff. But it's it's the reality. It is. It is you. You're 100 right. So much for 30 minutes, huh, fellas? Yeah. Yeah, man. And real quick on straws, I just we were talking earlier about Kyle Lowry, and this is all I'm gonna say about this is I think some of the stuff we rem- that we're gonna remember about straws is the injuries, and we're not gonna appreciate the greatness and the moments when he did play and how good of a pitcher he was. Like if you look at his playoff stats, he's a very dominant pitcher. His season stats are pretty decent. Like I think he doesn't. I think his worst ERA. And in these season he's pitched is 3.74. Um, were there injuries? Yes. Did we have situations? Yes. But from a standpoint of this guy, y'all did his show yesterday. He has to be on the Mount Rushmore for the Nats. 
He and Zimmerman. Right? Yeah, I was about to say him and Zimmerman got to be first to yeah. a line. They got to be two of them. Now, after that, there's room for debate. You can put Scherzer. Some people might put a put worth on there because he's kind of one of those people where he doesn't have the numbers, but he was the turning point of this team being a legitimate baseball team. So yeah. that's all I'm talking does he get there? But like he might get a special mention, the home uh, run off the top pole. I got you, but that's 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 the conversation we get to have later on this summer. Um, as we get into when it's only baseball to talk about, and we don't have NBA draft or free agency or NFL to talk about. And and I'll just say this to add to that real quickly: when when you needed them, when it was time. 2019 playoffs world series yep he performed that the the hype everything that came with him before court the the hype was always ahead of him if this makes sense and in 2019 he caught back up with it and surpassed it and showed you why the hype was there and i think if you're a nationals fan if you're a washington sports fan you have to appreciate 2019 and him being there him being there and with Scherzer and that pitching doing what they did. I think, like you said, it's going to be injuries, but you have to appreciate 2019. And, and that's that's what it is. And the only so reason we ended up – I'm sorry. And the only reason we ended up on this bus is because I know you guys aren't into it, but college baseball, the MLB draft is coming up in a couple of weeks, and it's two guys at the top of this draft. It's an outfielder for the um, LSU Tigers, um, Cruz, and then there's a pitcher, Skeens. And Skeens is named or considered one of the top prospects. He's considered this generation of Strasburg. So yeah. when I saw that, I was like, wow, let's think about that and put his career in retrospect. And if the Nats can come out of um, with the second pick of this year's draft and come out with Skeens and add Skeens to Mackenzie Gore and to Josiah Gray, you push a grade down to the third picture, maybe. I mean, this is this this can this rebuild can be happening quicker than we think. And that's all I'm gonna say on that. Also, shout out to the Oklahoma Sooners ladies softball team. I know I'm in I'm getting into the wormhole of sports. Um, I'm on ESPN Ocho right now, but they were like something like 53 and 4 this year. Um, they beat Florida State in the finals, uh 2-0. So you gotta get them a shout out for just having a great season. Um and give some love to the lady softball players. Most definitely. And that's, and that's me signing off for ESPN and the Ocha. Next week, we'll talk about pickleball. Yeah, we got to get a definition of what pickleball is. Everybody keep talking about pickleball. Everybody got to get a definition of what the hell that is. It's on, it's on ESPN, bro. Junkies just had a tournament this weekend, so it's doing something. And Ross says Skeens is almost MLB ready. If they draft him, he'll be up by mid year next year. That's that, that's, that's saying something. That's not that's, that's, that's the Strasburg path. You know, we just we're we're five days past um Strassens, the, the invention of Strassens. I know some people don't celebrate it, you know, some people give out gifts on Strassens, <laughs> you know. A quick question before we run up out of here. And you said something about this. I want to say you said it last week. 
Strasburg moves to the bullpen and he becomes a reliever, does that prolong his career? Or he's done done. I think he's done done. I think he just can't. A is he can't pitch without pain, or the pain comes back, and then B. I think he's at a point now he's just tired of the rehab, and like he, we've all been there with, as as athletes with injuries. Like sometimes you just get tired of the rehab portion of the process, um, and that that's more damning and dangerous than any other part of the process. All right. Final words from you, boss? No, nah, nothing much, man. Good show, fellas. And let's get ready for Denver Nuggets, Denver Nuggets uh, championship parade. Yeah, I think we'll fly out there for the altitude. Uh, final thoughts, Midnight Rider? Um, BJ stole my thunder by talking about the post I make every after every championship. No matter what title it is, it's all of my kids getting their T-shirts. So I'm good. Well, uh, today is going to be a quiet day on the sports world. I mean, you might I think it's some baseball or something on. But, you know, finals ain't till tomorrow night. So hopefully we can come back on Tuesday and we'll be talking about, you know, me being a genius and predicting this in six. I'm sorry, in, in five. You know. Just saying. But uh, until next time, that's the boss, BJ. On the other side of him is the Midnight Rider. We are the sideline junkies, baby. We don't do no overtime. We are out of here. The cat is pregnant. What? Oh, Just passing out. Never mind. I ain't going to finish my sentence. <laughs> Ooh, look. Uh, oh, that's oh. a hell of a show. We're going to have to talk about that. <laughs> Peace.